T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mike's on. He's ready to go. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesa on the fan on a rainy November 22nd as we head towards Thanksgiving Radiothon on Tuesday. Short week next week. Week 12 in the National Football game, a League began last night with the uh, Texans winning uh, over the Colts. Tough loss for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton dropped a couple of balls. He had a catch coming back from an injury, but he always drops balls. Uh, and you could make a case, although... It was very hard to tell whether or not there really was a fumble and a recovery. Uh, They should have taken the time to review it. They were pretty cavalier about how they handled it. But I don't know that anybody can tell me for sure they know that was a fumble or wasn't a fumble because it was very hard to tell, to be honest. And I was, and you know, I I usually root for the Colts anyway. Uh, You know, I still like them even though Luck's not there anymore. But um, hard to tell, really hard to tell at the end of the game there. So a uh, big win for the Texans last night. Terrific week of games. Not, not either one of them have anything to do with the Jets and the Giants, who will both play at 1 o'clock to clear out the 4 o'clock for the Cowboys and the Pats for the country so that New York is in that game. Uh, then the Packers and the Niners, the Ravens and the Rams, the Seahawks and the Eagles. So very big games. It is November 22nd, okay? And as you know, those of you that have listened to me these long, many years, you know that uh, JFK is uh, one of my very, very few. I only had two idols in my life. Uh, JFK was one, and Mickey Mantle was the other. Uh, never had anybody else. Uh, no one's ever approached those two. Those are the only two I've ever had. So November 22nd is always a uh, interesting day for thought and everything else. Uh, it's been a long time now, so people pretty much go about their business and forget. And most of the people, a lot of people listening, have no recollection of the day that obviously changed America forever. But... You know, um, since this is my last year in the afternoon drive as we uh, count down the days, um, I tell you I'll recount the story of that day, which I have a couple of times in my life. But I was in grammar school, and I was sick that day. I was homesick. My mom worked at night, but she was in and out of the house that day. So... um, she, I was home alone. My two brothers were at school. And I was sick in bed. I had a fever. And I, I can't remember if I was just getting over the chicken pocket. I might have or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly what the, what the illness was. But I was sick, so I was actually in bed. And I was watching TV because, you know, that's what you do at that time. You know, you're watching TV. And I was watching TV, and all of a sudden, and my mom went to the store. And she said, I'll be back in a while, which didn't ever bother me being home by myself. And 
all of a sudden, here comes this bulletin, you know, and bulletin comes across the screen. And those days, they used to just, you know, give you this loud music, and then you'd see a full screen that'd say bulletin. And there's Walter Cronkite with that President Kennedy's been shot. So now I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What does this mean? Now I'm home alone. And now I'm scared to death that I'm home alone. Because now I'm in the house and I need to tell somebody what the heck's going on. But who am I going to tell? There's nobody home. What the heck's going on? The president just got shot? What are we talking about here? So I'm glued to the TV set and I'm pacing the house. So now I go downstairs because I'm anxious for my mother to come home. And I got the TV set on now downstairs. And... I'm pacing so I can see one eye into the driveway to see when my mom's going to come home because now I'm needed to come home because I'm very worried about what's going on here. And then he comes back on with the famous, takes the glasses off and looks at the clock and announces, you know, the time and then states that the president is dead. So, and my mom still hasn't come home. So now it's a while, and I don't think, because she's probably, uh, I'm thinking she doesn't know, little do I know that, obviously, no matter where she was, whatever she was listening to, and if she was in her car, she was absolutely listening to WNEW AM, because that's all she ever listened to, was was uh, WNEW from the morning when we went to school, when it was Cleveland and Finch. Right through William B. Williams, uh, Teddy Brown, William B. Williams, the Make Believe Ballroom, all the shows uh, that were big shows on those days. On that whole group that were on WNEW that played the music that Wellington Mara loved and my mother loved, Frank Sinatra, Johnny Mathis, all that kind of music. Okay, Count Basie, you know the whole thing. So that's the station she listened to. So obviously, I'm thinking she doesn't know, and I got to tell her this news, but obviously she knows. Well, when she comes in the house, she's ticked off because. Here she is, an Irish Catholic, and they now have killed the first Irish Catholic president, okay? And she's now furious. So that is my recollection of this day. The angst of getting that bulletin across the screen. Everyone knows where they were on that day if they're old enough to to recollect the day. And then what went on? See, this changed America in so many ways, but this was the first time that America gathered around the TV set for days on end and just watched. Now, they didn't have the ability to fill air like they did, and I remember that night. We were all in the same room, huddled around a TV, and they kept playing the same biography of JFK on like a half hour loop because they had nothing else to put on. They didn't want to put regular programming on. They weren't going to be frivolous. They didn't have the ability to cover the way they do now where they just all of a sudden flip and have 9,000 people in place. It wasn't that way. You know, you don't go to, they didn't have cable news. There was no cable. You had three networks in those days. And you had very limited resources for network television news. It was not like now where they could go cover any event and all of a sudden they have local affiliates and everything. It wasn't that way. It was set up in a whole different world. As a matter of fact, that, as that weekend unfolded, we watched as this thing 
completely dominated American thought and American life those days, right through when he was buried, right through watching Lee Harvey Oswald get shot on TV as he was being transported by Jack Ruby. But Friday night, I remember, as everybody was so solemn and so upset about what had happened, and this was a very popular president, as you know. No matter what your politics were, this was a very popular president. Young, dashing, the whole thing, the family. The, it was a popular president. He, might, he won by a razor's edge, but he became a very popular president. By the time he's in 63, he's, he's extremely popular. He's going to win 64 in a landslide. And this happens, and like I said, they're playing this. I can still remember watching the same show over and over again on Friday night. And then I remember Sunday with Lee Harvey Oswald, and then I remember Monday with the horse-drawn carriage and the whole procession. Those are the things that I remember from the weekend. And it was really the advent of network news completely dominating American life. It was the first event that really did that. It really kind of took us into a new era in so many different ways, culturally, from a political standpoint, society. I mean, there's so many different things that, that came out of this day but and changed so many things. Changed the Vietnam War. I mean, we could debate that forever. I mean, we could debate whether he was going to escalate or, st- or end the Vietnam War. I mean, that, you could spend a month on that. Scholars will argue that both sides forever. So there were so many different things, but the things that you remember is, and this was, remember, this was 56 years ago. It's a long time ago now. We've gone through a lot of crazy stuff. We went through a lot of stuff in the 60s. Went through the assassination of his brother and then Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King and then Bobby and then all the craziness that's happened since. But think about, but nothing was more turbulent than this day. And I know now that unless it's a, an anniversary that ends in a zero, it doesn't get the attention there might be a special or there might be a Kennedy show or something that pops up every once in a while. They still do books because he sells. He's always sold. And the intrigue of the assassinations always sold. That's been a, you know, it's not something I dabble in. I'm not, an, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't get into that part of it. Never have. I have spent a lot of time on his presidency and a lot of time on his life, but I don't spend any time on his death. I don't believe in that. It is what it is. I know there's a lot of different thoughts on that. I'm not going to spend any time on that. But you think back to that day, and and it's in my head forever, the thoughts of that day, the bulletin that comes across the stream, Cronkite, my mother being mad, the loop that kept playing on Friday night over and over, Oswald, the procession, all those things day after day. You know, I, I didn't even, you know, the NFL and the decision Roselle made, and you probably know that Roselle really debated it, and he was pushed 
by his ex-roommate, P.S. Salinger, who was JFK's, you know, publicity guy. And he was the White House, you know, communications guy. And he was Roselle's roommate. And JFK was an enormous football fan. Enormous. He was very close with Vince Lombardi. He loved college football. He loved Navy. He loved the Green Bay Packers. Um, he loved football. He watched football every week. He liked to go to the games. He, lo- he loved football. And that's why Pierre told Roselle, you should play the games. Because he'd want you to play the games. He wouldn't want you to stop the games. Because he was such a big fan of the sport. He loved the sport. And Roselle was haunted by that. And I once had an older Sounder on the air discussing it some time ago. I worked on getting him on. And it, it didn't work out. It wasn't a great, great interview. But it, we got the idea of what went on. And, you know, there's been so much that's been discussed so many times from a football standpoint or from that weekend standpoint. But I don't remember the football even being a big deal that weekend because of the overwhelming grief that people felt and the overwhelming, just the way, the only other time that I have ever felt the country all feeling the same thing ever in my lifetime was 9-11. The days right after 9-11, the only other time in my lifetime that I have ever felt that the country was all feeling the exact same thing. I think it was after JFK died. I think it was feeling the same thing after 9-11. Those are the two times. I can't put a third time. I don't have a third time where we were ever all on the same, same wavelength. Those are the two times that I can really feel that. Now, once it was as a little boy, so I'm, I'm judging it from someone who was watching it seeing adults react. And remember, we're reacting in anger because my mother was Irish and Catholic, so this was very personal to her. So uh, the bottom line is... uh, it's amazing how that stays with you. And if you talk to anybody who's older, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on recollecting today because most of the people who are old enough who are adults at this time, they're, they're pretty old. And a lot of you, to the you, this is just a history note. But it did change everything. The 60s became such an incredibly turbulent time, and we've never had a never had a, a decade like the 60s ever. And I didn't experience the 60s from top to bottom because I was too young. But just uh, you know, I became a teenager in the later 60s. You know, that's it. I'm 16 in 1970. So. But you remember, you're old enough to remember those years. 
And when you went to a Catholic school, there was such a sense of pride having a Catholic president. And I went to Long Beach Catholic. And I remember the reaction there. And you remember the reaction in the house. And you know, it's, it's just a, it's a day that you think back to these things. And I do. So I know everybody has spent time, and I'm sure that the younger people who are listening right now, they've been taught, they've learned this probably from their you know, history classes. More, or, or from the documentaries they've watched or the, you know, programs they've watched about Kennedy, which is now more centered on his philandering, you know, and his girlfriends than anything else because that's what sells on television. And maybe you've watched 13 Days, which is a fairly loosely adapted, you know, portrayal of the Cuban Missile Crisis, making O'Donnell, Kenny O'Donnell far more important than he really was, who's the constant character. He was his, you know, enforcer, his right hand, his, you know, he didn't have a chief of staff, but he was one of his two guys that they called part of his Irish Mafia, but, you know, the guys he brought from Boston, but he did not have the power that they gave him in the movie. That was a very loose, you know, adaptation of, uh, of the idea. Costner wanted to play that role. But the, the point is that uh, that's probably how you've come to know him is through those movies or through, you know, the things that have been kept alive, the whole Camelot idea and all that stuff. But if you lived those days, it was very different, very, very different. And that day stuck with you and will stick with you as long as you live. Just like if you're old enough to realize you know 9-11 will stick with you. Just like, uh, you know, it'll always, where you were, how you heard it, how you reacted, will always be part of your, your being. All right, a football Friday, uh, as you would expect, with all the trimming and everything else. We'll get it all rolling on this November 22nd, right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 